Hey friends, this is Rick Lee James. I am so glad that you are listening to this podcast today, and I want to ask a favor of you. You know, this podcast is free, and it's always going to be free, but we do have a lot of costs around here. Not only making podcasts, but making new music, paying for production costs, website fees, hosting fees, doing research, marketing, materials, and so much more. And you can help us with that if you visit patreon.com slash James, where for as little as a dollar a month or even a one-time donation, you can help me to continue doing the work that I'm doing. It would mean so much, and it takes such a very little amount of your time. So if you have a chance, go to patreon.com slash James and thank you in advance for any help that you can give. Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, a songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is where I discuss music, movies, books, pop culture, theology, and more with friends, colleagues, and sometimes just by myself. Now make sure to let me know what you think of today's episode by leaving me a review on iTunes or by tweeting at me at Rick Lee James on Twitter. And please join my mailing list at rickleejames.com where you can receive an email every time a new episode is released. And by the way, in case you're interested in a daily dose of kindness and encouragement beyond this podcast, I also run the Twitter account at Mr. Rogers Say, where I post daily quotes from Fred Rogers, one of the voices in my head. Well, I guess that's it for the intro, so sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of Voices in My Head. Welcome back to Voices in My Head. As always, I'm your host, Rick Lee James, and I'm so glad that you are here with us tonight for what I know is going to be another great episode. My guest on Voices in My Head today is Caroline Cobb. In 2011, Caroline Cobb gave herself a goal to write a song for every book of the Bible in a year. That year of writing set in motion a passion to tell the stories of Scripture through music, with imagination, artistry, and faithfulness to the text. Caroline's new album, A Seed, A Sunrise, explores the longing hope of Advent, the joy of Christmas, and the anticipation of Christ's return. The new album builds on Caroline's previous full-length projects, The Blood and the Breath, 2013, and A Home and a Hunger in 2017. She has been compared to Rich Mullins, Andrew Peterson, Sandra McCracken, and Ellie Holcomb. She and her husband live in Dallas, Texas, with their three children, Ellie, Harrison, and Libby. We're going to start the show off today by playing the song Comfort, O Comfort. A song from her new album, A Seed, A Sunrise. Let's give it a listen. Oh 
call him a man of sorrows and like a sea buried deep to rise again That was Comfort, O oh Comfort, from my guest today, Caroline Cobb, from her new album, A Seed, A Sunrise. Caroline Cobb, welcome to Voices in My Head. Thank you so much, Rick, for having me. Well, I am so glad that we have a chance to be able to, to visit right now. And uh, at the time of recording, you know, it, it, it feels like actually kind of a, a welcome calm in the storm because we are at the time of recording it's like election night eve here uh, yes. in, in the united states for listeners who listen in the states and so i'm grateful to just uh, have a moment to to sit uh, and not only enjoy your music but to enjoy some good spirit-led conversation tonight and just see where god might take us this evening and uh, i really i want to start out just by saying i've really enjoyed your music over the years and i'm i'm grateful to have had an advanced copy of this album and have been enjoying the songs and i'm excited that uh, i'm excited for you uh, as as you're getting ready to release another album because i know as an artist myself that's always such an exciting time when you kind of get to reveal to the world what you've been working on for so long so first of all congratulations thank you yeah i'm i'm really excited to release it especially i think honestly an advent album feels relevant right now in mm. light of what you just said about the election and just all that we've gone through in 2020 it it feels like that that longing um is something that we need to give voice to right now so mm. it's exciting to get it out there finally after so much work so thank you <laughs> well we're going to talk more about that and kind of what has gone into making uh, this album and i know you put a lot of work into uh, the different things that you write and the different things you record but let's just catch up just a little bit on where you are i was trying to remember and and, and i think the the first time and, and actually the last time that you and i met face to face was at uh, escape to the lake that utr media mm -hmm. put on just a couple of years ago and uh, that was a really great couple of days uh, that we had together with a lot of artists and and I was thinking back um, just 
how much life has changed, not only since then, but even just in the last few months, <laughs> how right. much life has <laughs> changed. Um, UTR had some other plans for a festival they were going to do, and I was kind of helping out with that, with some of the planning, and and uh, then the pandemic happened. So let's just start by, uh, how is how is life right now for you? I know all of my guests each week, I've been trying to ask this question just to, mm-hmm. to see how they're doing, because I know life is, is kind of challenging right now yeah i mean i think we recorded this album that's about to come out um in february right before really everything with uh, the pandemic and everything else and i feel like it was sort of a i was really busy had a ton planned a lot of concerts had just recorded this album and then it was like everything got canceled and moved to the fall and then everything got canceled again and I found myself both uh it's it was a good summer in that it kind of stripped away some of that busyness that I was operating under but I also realized man I actually really do love to kind of finish the circle which is singing over people like Mm -hmm. in real life (laughs) or whatever means possible and so um, it's been cool to be able to do that again a little bit this fall, you know, in out of the box ways, whether it's online or in people's backyards. But it's also like some of that busyness has picked back up as the album's coming out. So anyway, I think, you know, honestly, I think we're we're doing OK, but I do feel there's just this sense of ache where there's, you know, thing after thing, wave after wave in 2020 that has caused us to kind of um, shake our, our idols have been shaken. Our comforts have been shaken. A lot of our routine and rhythm has been shaken up our structures. So it's kind of one of those things where it's made me want to harness that and not just be like overwhelmed, but to say, Oh God, you are my ultimate hope. Mm -hmm. Um, And to say, you know, you're the ultimate king as we're ha- coming to this presidential election or, you know, my ultimate hope is not um, in kind of getting back to what we used to be, but it's in you. And one day through you, death and pain and all of these things that we're hear- seeing in the pandemic and injustice and all of these other things that we're seeing uh, with the racial struggles and everything else, all of that will be put to rest yeah. in the new kingdom. So. How am I doing? I think I yeah. overheated that, but I, I, this has been such a unique year, both musically and personally. And I, I think that it, it, God is doing something. I know he doesn't waste anything, mm-hmm. but it's definitely been a change. Yeah. No, I, and, and you didn't over answer at all. I don't ever feel like that for sure. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, that really resonates, I think, in a lot of ways. And, I don't know about you, but the only concerts I've done, I've, I've done a lot of worship leading for my church, but the only concerts I have done have been online uh, so far, just, uh, you know, right. broadcast over Facebook Live or, or whatever, you know, and, and it hasn't been that many for me, um, and partially because, as you just said about singing over people, it's really hard for me uh, personally to feel like I'm actually kind of connecting with anybody doing sort right. of an online online thing and wondering yeah. like is anybody watching like they, I don't hear any interaction and I, I actually even had a um, a stand-up comedian on here and she was doing uh, stand-up online and oh, I, yeah. I, I thought man if it's hard for like a, a, a singer songwriter to, to feel like they're interacting imagine telling jokes and then just to dead oh, space you know <laughs> wondering yeah if there's they're so much about it that's like reacting and so much about it that's about connecting with people and mm-hmm. seeing their reaction or feeling out the room for sure. Yeah. I do like that Facebook has comments. Yes. Facebook Live. So I had never done one of those before and I've done a couple of those. I think I might do one before the album comes out just or right around that time. Um, but I love the comments and it's kind of fun because just taking requests and things like that really makes me go totally out of order and play songs that I never play and things like that. So mm-hmm. There's been some cool things about that, but it's yeah. definitely been a different vibe. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think we're all trying 
to learn as as time goes on how to do more of what we do but yeah you know let's uh, thank you for kind of updating us on on how it's going and I'm, I'm it sounds like it's going well in spite of some difficult situations so I'm glad to hear that um but let's let's talk a little bit about sort of your your musical secret origin as <laughs> as we mm-hmm. might say I, I, that's my comic booky nerd term of talking about secret <laughs> origins of people um but I, I wonder for you, because I know you've been doing music for a little while, and, and I feel like your albums have, have just gotten deeper and richer, not only in the writing, but in the quality audio-wise of the album and production and things that you've been able to do as time has gone on. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you always want to move forward and do something new and something, you know, I, I know I always feel like hopefully if I, if I can't improve on the last thing, you know, it's not <laughs> quite worth doing it if I'm just going right. to, you know, you don't want to take a step backwards and I always feel like you have have taken a, a real strong move forward uh, with each new release that you've done so talk to us a little bit sort of about uh, your background in music and kind of how mm-hmm. you came from um, your beginnings uh, musically and to where you've come now I'd, I'd just love to hear more about your journey yeah thank you um well I started playing guitar in high school. My mom knew a few chords and she taught them to me. Um, and right around that time I went out, it's kind of a funny story, a little embarrassing, but I went on, on a date with this guy and he knew how to play the guitar and he had written a song, hmm. not for me, but uh, just a song. And he, during our date, he played this song for me and um, I went home as I remember it, I went home that night and was like, maybe I could write a song, you know, and I started writing songs and it didn't work out with that guy, but that really started something in me. And that was right around the time that I also came to faith. And so a lot of my songs um, from, you know, when I was young were faith based. Arm room. I just wrote tons of songs all the time. And it was my way of like connecting to God. It was my way of processing things, making connections, sorting things out. Uh, I only played for like a few safe people. Um, And then one day my friend, Aaron, signed me up for this open mic night and didn't tell me. Um, And she gave that to me as a birthday present. And it sort of forced me out um, to start doing things a little bit more publicly, but to be honest, like I always just sort of made it a hobby. It was a, it was a really consuming, really fun, um, hobby. Uh, and I would even made a couple albums, um, mm-hmm. almost like just one was a school project, my first album. And then mm-hmm. the next one was almost like I just had so many songs that I felt like I needed to get down on paper. I needed to get down, uh, so that I could get them off my chest and move on. And so those first two albums were just, almost like a glorified scrapbooking of songs mm-hmm. and uh, right around, you know, the time I was about to be 30, uh, I made a goal that you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast to write a song for every book of the Bible in a year. And I had written a few songs like that before I knew I loved to study God's word. That was something that had really grown in me in college and yeah. in young adulthood. Um, and I also loved obviously writing songs. And so somehow I got it in my mind that it would be good to merge those two things and make a goal before I turned 30. And I was feeling, you know, the weight of that big birthday. I was turning 30 on 11, 11, 11. And I thought that (laughs) date was pretty cool. Yeah. So I don't know how that goal came to me, but it really did sort of change the trajectory for me in terms of music. Um, because, at that time, it was starting to be obvious that this is not a good hobby. It's too expensive. <laughs> to be, <laughs> That's true. And, you know, uh, the the first album was supported a little bit by my parents. The second album, my husband and I paid for. And then by the time I'm ready to make another album, my husband's like, okay, look, I love this. I want you to do it. But can you just, like, really do it or you know, don't make it a hobby anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm I'm summarizing a conversation that was over months, you know, mm-hmm. and he's like, what if you could, what if this could be a, something that was a sustained um, ministry or vocation? And 
just doing it in a self-sustaining way. And mm-hmm. so it kind of made me be like, okay, am I going to do this or not? And at the same time, I found my niche sort of in writing these songs that were, I was just a vehicle for God's story. So I was writing songs from scripture, hopefully in this creative, not hokey way. And I really wanted to make an album, but I didn't want to kind of cut the corners like I had with my other two because Mm -hmm. they were just scrapbooks. You know, they weren't for other people. They were really for me and just a couple friends is how I thought of it. Um, But I, you know, I really wanted to do it really well. And so I feel like that was really a, a time where I pivoted from hobby to calling myself a singer songwriter Mm -hmm. from producing albums just as a way to get it, get the songs down and remember them to, I want this to be something that other people could take home because I think these songs could serve and they could uh, encourage and build up the church and remind people of this story that we're a part of. And so that was really, that was really the pivot point for me. And I think it's grown and grown and grown since then. And I, I'm, I'm just really thankful for that random goal um, and for those conversations with my husband because, you know, that was eight years ago and um, I've gotten to put out a lot of music and I even have another album after A Sea to Sunrise comes out. There's another album kind of in the wings that's already recorded about Jesus and his compassionate life. And so, Mm. yeah, so I'm just I love writing from scripture I always describe it as like if you're holding a diamond in your hand, you just keep turning the diamond. You can tell that there's so many stories to tell and there's so many angles to take. Um, It's just a deep well for me. And obviously these songs are really uh, uh, personal to me because of how God has used these stories in my own life. But I hope that they're also universal and that they're our story. You know, it's so much bigger than me. Um, so it's been a really cool journey. Well, and I, I really thank thank you, by the way, for sharing that journey. I think it's neat to hear uh, the stories of kind of where people have come on the journey. And I also think it's incredibly cool that your husband uh, was so much a part of this with you mm-hmm. and so encouraging of you and, and helping you along the way. And, and I have to say, um, you know, if it wasn't for my wife being so supportive of me too, it's, it's like, I, I think it would just be impossible, uh, <laughs> to, yeah, to sustain exactly. something like that. So what a blessing it is to have spouses who are, um, you know, that not only loving towards us, but, but see, see God in what we're doing and want to kind of pursue that calling with us. So that's a wonderful mm-hmm. thing. Um, you know what, I wanted to, to, to ask you, um, a little bit of, songwriting shop talk I guess is what I'll call this here for a second because you've done such really cool writing in the different projects that you've done and usually it's it's thematic it's around these different um uh, as as we've talked about a couple times now and referred to on the show different parts of the bible books of the bible and, and different themes and I'm I'm a big fan of you releasing an advent album like this because for one thing I think many of our churches are just discovering that advent is a thing you know <laughs> that it even is yeah. something usually we just at least when I was growing up it was always like oh christmas great let's move on um, right, but there right. really there really is this longing and waiting and hope expectation uh, that as you sing about it's not only just the coming of Christ but it is this uh, coming of when God comes again to make all things new in Christ and um, so it's a beautiful thing but but what I what I wanted to ask you in this very rambling long question is really about (laughs) songwriting for you Um, different people have different ways of doing it and different ways that they thrive do you think that you work best as a songwriter by giving yourself sort of parameters to i don't know how to say it exactly but maybe maybe boxing yourself in in some ways i've had this discussion with other writers before where it Mm -hmm. often is a help um to kind of set the borders and say i'm going to work with with inside of this because it seems like maybe that's what you do on on these albums and in the ways that you're you know i've got a plan i have a whole theme for this album and Mm -hmm. the challenges to write within that would you say that's kind of a description of how you do it 
A little bit, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of times I'll just write. I think I do have some uh, structure in that I typically write from Scripture, and I typically know that I would like to do an album about this, you mm-hmm. know. But yeah. sometimes I just write a ton of songs, and then I know like this for A Home and a Hunger, I start seeing like, oh, I really like this group of songs, and I start seeing, oh, these are songs about this. These mm-hmm. are songs about this theme. And then I can go back and say, well, if I was to make an album around this theme, what is missing? And I might even, so I might write some new songs to fill in the holes, you know, uh, of where it's missing parts of the big story. You know, if I'm tracing a theme from creation to whenever Christ returns, Maybe there's a hole there where a song should be. Um, but I also sometimes will go back and like write a new bridge or tweak a verse or look at the lyrics and say, like, how can this song, um, if I change this song just a bit or tweak this song, mm-hmm. how can it line up and sort of be connected to the other songs on the album? So sure. um, on A Home and a Hunger, I wrote a song about, Uh, called there's a mountain that's like the intro song Mm -hmm. and when i finally knew i knew i wanted to record that song but it didn't totally fit with the theme (laughs) Uh, and so i wrote a bridge and i cut a verse and then it felt like a great intro song for the album and so yeah i think that's part of how i do it and i in a way like it's nice to have sort of a plan and Mm -hmm. kind of something i'm writing toward when i sit down to write um because that structure, instead of pinning me in, it almost gives more freedom yeah. because I'm not sitting there thinking, well, what do I want to write about today? Mm-hmm. And, you know, in that, I think there I have written some songs that don't fit my, you know, structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually put out an, a little EP of like personal songs, songs that just didn't fit, you know, songs about being a mom, songs mm-hmm. about marriage. And so I, I hope I can, you know, every now and again do that because I love to show that, hey, this is this story is spilling over into my into my very real you know sure. life um and so it's been cool to have those songs too on hand to play at concerts or for people to relate to on Spotify or whatever to yeah. listen to but overall just having that structure um has helped me uh move forward and I've almost felt more freedom yeah. i think the other thing that i'm realizing helps me a lot is to have a goal uh, that gives me a little bit more of an, of a urgency of when I need to have these songs done by. Sure. Um, so that helps me write when I, when I say I have a goal and I need to get these songs done by this time, then all the urgent things that come in and crowd it out, uh, get pushed aside again. Uh, because honestly, like right now with releasing the album, I haven't sat down to write in months, you know? Which makes me sad. I mean, I've yeah. toyed around here and there, but I, I haven't really like tried to write a song. And yeah. so I'm excited about when I'm through with this certain season about sitting down and writing again. And I already know in my head what I want to write about. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I, you know, I too, I've, I've, uh, for, for different reasons, I haven't written as much during this whole pandemic time, almost because just <laughs> I'm not one of those people that have said, "Boy, I'm I've been so bored and looking for something to do in this time we've been at home." Because for me, it feels like we've been three times as busy with right. you know the, the online schooling and and you know oh, just yes. uh, things at the church that you know it's not just one service anymore. It's now I've got to figure out the parking lot service that we broadcast <laughs> on radio, and then we got to do the the internet service and then we do the you know the social distancing in-person service and it, life has felt just so incredibly busy that I haven't had a lot of time myself to write during this time yeah. so I know what you mean about looking forward to the time to maybe sitting down and and only recently like the last couple of weeks I've I've sat down and started doing some writing again and it's felt good but I don't know if you ever feel like this I'm sure we all do but there was a time uh, I thought am I ever going to write another song again <laughs> Yeah. Yes, every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always like this is probably the last one I'll ever do, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, amazingly, God provides, and, and we 
we find inspiration again and usually it's through perspiration and more than inspiration i guess <laughs> when it right. comes to writing but um but thank you for for sharing that i i've had that conversation with a few writers on this show over the years and more often than not uh it seems like those of us who write tend to do better when we will box ourselves in just a little bit and yeah. uh, and 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 it is challenging at times too i know i did um, the, the the most thematic album I ever did was just a few years ago. I did a live album of uh, of all songs from the Book of Psalms, and oh, cool. uh, and trying to write from that was um, it was fun, but it was again, as you said, challenging because you you are trying to work around uh, a certain parameters, and you want to be faithful to what you're doing as well, and and not just. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not just put your own thing into it, and and um, it's it's a little bit intimidating, uh, isn't it? Sometimes when you're trying to write from scripture, because you don't want to put like words in the mouth of scripture that aren't there, and yet at right. the same time you want to say something new and fresh that doesn't exactly read straight off the page. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so, totally. <laughs> so uh, it's it can be a challenging thing. Um, you know, I I want to ask you. While I'm thinking about this, because you, you've already said, you know, you have you've had some other songs, and um, the the song that uh, comes to mind, and and for the life of me, I guess it's late at night, and I can't remember, but you wrote a song <laughs> about being a mother um, that was released uh, not too terribly long ago, um, and and just sort of the different uh, things that happen uh, as a parent. You know, and and different things that uh, you were going through, um, right? And, and can you remind me of the the title? I'm I'm afraid I've yeah. It's called um, the wonder. Yes, the wonder. I I apologize, um, but yeah, it's it's, it's one of those songs that's not uh, part of like a big thematic album or anything. Um, yeah. But it's it's more of these personal songs, and and there's a great place for that too. And I'm glad you're releasing music like that. But what I wonder about is. In this day where it seems like we've almost gone back because of streaming and releasing a song at a time, it almost feels like a step back in time in some ways to a day when we used to have uh, records released with an A-side and a B-side, you know, rather mm-hmm. than like these full albums that would come out. Um, is it is it a challenge to right now um, try to release sort of a thematic album and have people understand that this is a full like thematic album and not just a, a a bundle of singles that I'm releasing, you know, here at a time. Has that been sort of a a challenge as you've planned out what albums like these are going to be, or do you even consider that when when it comes time to write something like this? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I don't when I write, I'm not thinking I want to write a single. I'm usually thinking I'm writing an album, but sometimes there's a, there's a song that you feel like you can release that stands on its own, but is stronger for that being a part of a whole, you know, Mm -hmm. so it could stand on its own. And so, um, and that is kind of a way that people are doing it now. And I've been doing it too, just releasing a few singles and then releasing an album. Mm -hmm. And the, the good thing about that is I feel like, um, each of my songs, I've spent so much time laboring over it and making sure every lyric is right and asking friends for feedback and making sure it's not theologically crazy and, you know, all the things. Um, so it's nice to give some of those songs a little bit of their own time in the spotlight. <laughs> Does yeah. that make sense? Yes. Where you can really unpack what it is you were trying to say. And then when the album comes out, um, it's another chance to say, well, you know, those singles, they really were serving a bigger whole. And this is the thing I'm really excited about, which is the whole album. And I know like when I listen, I mean, maybe I'm old or something, but I listen to albums still. I can't, um, you know, I like the singles and I make playlists and Mm -hmm. we have a couple songs from an album on there, but, uh, you know, my family will listen to, you know, the new John Mayer single single or the new need to breathe single. But I also love to put on the need to breathe album, the whole thing, Mm -hmm. because I think there is something to it or the Andrew Peterson album, because he does that so well. He's Mm -hmm. really telling a bigger story and everything's connected. Um, 
So, and you can really, you know, fall in (laughs) a little bit more than you can with a single. So I think releasing albums like this is a way of just pushing back against that uh, quick consumeristic way of looking at music. But I don't really have a problem with releasing the singles either um, because I love that I get to really pay attention to those Mm -hmm. and uh, they don't get lost in a bigger hole. Um, But again, I love to... I'm more excited to have an album than to just put out a single for sure. Yeah. And I, and I, I'm with you. I think there's room for both for sure. One of the things I'm most grateful for is that I drive a little bit older car that has a CD player in it. Uh, Oh, wow. I just got a new car. It was not new to me and uh, (laughs) it does not have a CD player and it's very strange. Yeah. yeah, and I and I ironically I went a long time with without a car that didn't have a CD player, and then when I kind of upgraded to a newer car, but it definitely wasn't new. It had a CD player about you know four or five years ago when I got the car, and I was <laughs> like, this is great. I could listen to the albums again, and and it is it is different uh, to be able to to listen to an entire. CD and I'll do that often in the car where as if I just have my phone I I am more likely to just listen to a song here and there and uh, just having it play in the car like that has been like just something wonderful and and I I keep thinking I, I need to whatever car I ever upgrade to in the future I need to keep putting CD players in because it's not not forcing me that's not the right word but it allows me um to spend more time with albums and get more out of what an artist does and because because we all find those uh those albums that we bought it for the one song and then Mm -hmm. you realized oh man that wasn't even the best song even though that's the one everybody knows you know and and you find that it works so well together in that way uh, well, you know what? Let's let's talk about the new album uh, a mm-hmm. bit while I've got you here, because that really is is what we need to focus on right now. Uh, it's called "A Seed, A Sunrise," and there's already a couple of songs that have released from the album at the time we're recording this. Uh, and um, it really is, as I said before, um, a special album to have uh, as an advent album because i don't think there are very many out there maybe there's more than i know of but i don't know of a lot that have just simply that intent of this Mm -hmm. time of waiting and expectation and i'd love to hear your thoughts about um the title of the album first of all because i know that you're using a lot of imagery from isaiah and, and different old testament themes but as with many of your projects you're also dealing with you know really from creation to Christ's return and there's this garden imagery that uh, is found throughout a lot of uh, the scriptures that you were working with mm-hmm. just kind of talk to us a little bit about that and some of that that garden imagery and why you chose the name that you did a seed of sunrise for this album yeah yeah the title um you know i my all of my storytelling albums like capital s storytelling albums are alliteration so there's the blood and the breath and then a home and a hunger and so i really love the idea of keeping with that um with that tradition i guess Mm -hmm. with these two new albums coming out and so i knew it had to be an alliteration which makes it hard but it also um again it's like a it's like a constricting thing that actually is exciting and you can be really creative in that and this album does draw a lot from Isaiah. So, you know, the first couple lines of the first song go all the way back to Genesis, but then it like jumps ahead to exile and Isaiah. And then a lot of the songs are drawing heavily from Isaiah and some Old Testament prophets and then the gospel narratives for sure, too. Um, but I kept going back to Isaiah. And in Isaiah, there's so much of that garden imagery hmm. that speak of like streams springing up in the desert gardens in the wilderness joy you know coming out of these barren sorrowful places Mm -hmm. and there are so many but one is um isaiah 51 i actually have it in front of me it says for the lord comforts zion he comforts all her waste places and makes her wilderness like eden her desert like the garden of the lord joy and gladness will be found in her thanksgiving and the voice of song and then later it says And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. 
Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. And that image just really has captured me. And I know that in Isaiah, you know, with prophets, they look ahead and there's sort of these layers of their futuristic, what they're talking about, you know, so he's looking ahead and seeing that they're in exile and they're, you know, God's people just have failed basically their mission of being a blessing to the world and reflecting his image to the world and, and, or their exile is coming. At least that's what Mm -hmm. I should say. And, and then, uh, we see Jesus as sort of this first answer to Isaiah's prophecies. And then you see his return as this like second layer, this further back layer of, of the answer to these prophecies and, um, things, I don't know, things feel really broken right now, even in 2020. And so much feels barren. So much feels, uh, like a wasteland, like a wilderness. And so it's really cool to bring this image into 2020 and into this season. Um, and a seed of sunrise, sorry, I kind of got, got excited about that. No, that's good. The, uh, so I kept thinking about those images and they're really all over the whole album. And so I wanted to like, I knew that it was, it had a lot of light imagery and I knew it had a lot of garden imagery. But when I started thinking about those two images, it wasn't just light. Uh, the way I describe it is like, it's more of a longing for the sun to finally rise after mm-hmm. a long, dark night. And then it wasn't just garden. It was this idea of, you know, a garden coming out of a barren, broken, wild wasteland of a place. And that's what the image is in Isaiah. So there's a longing and there's a a joy that comes when the seed finally does bloom and when the garden, you know, comes alive or when the um, the light finally does shine. There's this joy you have because of the darkness that came before or because of the wilderness and the dry scorchedness that came before. Mm. And so that is what I'm hoping to encapsulate in that title. Um, but it was a really fun, creative challenge to figure out how to say that in, you know, in alliteration and in yeah. like a quick title. Yeah, definitely. Well, you've, you've done a great job of it for sure and i it's it's hard i think when you're uh trying to express different things that the the prophets are coming at but i didn't necessarily make the connection to you were talking right now but just to how relevant it is to 2020 and you're right yeah. because it does feel like that in so many ways and um and and i feel like in some ways because the winter is coming on and uh, and and you're in texas i believe right Yes, we're in uh, yeah. Texas. So winter looks a little different in Texas than it does right. in Ohio, <laughs> uh, for sure, <laughs> where I am. Uh, but, you know, I, I can I can definitely feel it in my bones right now as the weather has already turned very frosty around here. And yeah. not only the normal cold of winter coming on, but, you know, it's it's a COVID winter, you know, this year that's coming on. And they're, yeah. you know, all the experts are saying it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. And there is this real sense of, of like, wow, we, there's there's a real biblical type longing right now for, mm-hmm. you know, please, Lord, not just the sunrise, but uh, I mean, we need warmth again and we need health and we, we do need this new life desperately and and i i was just thinking of the image of um in isaiah that is that is so famous that probably most of our listeners would know uh, maybe famous isn't the the right word familiar might be <laughs> a better way to call it but you know in the year that king uzziah died you know i saw the lord uh, seated on the throne high and exalted in the train of his robe filled the temple and uh and that's of course when isaiah is is crying out and having that experience of you know being touched because he's he's a man with unclean lips living among mm-hmm. a people of unclean lips but his eyes have seen the king and um and it's it's interesting we're like 2020 same. yeah <laughs> yeah you know and, exactly. and liter- almost literally in that same language you know and the the um the political situation is is dark, you know. the The king has died, you know. The year king has yeah. died, or whatever. And so everything you're writing about, yeah, it's so relevant to, um, you know, all of us right now, crying out, Lord, uh, we we need to see you. And and yet maybe we are those people with unclean lips that need mm-hmm. uh, to cry out in this darkness in some ways. And so yeah, fascinating to yeah. to way that 
scripture is is evergreen to us for sure it's always uh, presenting new things um yeah well i'm excited for for our listeners to get to hear the album in its entirety and, and in a few minutes as we close the show tonight i'm going to play another song from the album called hallelujah christ is born and um I, i'm excited for people to be able to hear not just that but the entire album um mm -hmm. but before we we do that and before we close the show can you talk to us a little bit about what ministry looks like these days for you not not just in the music alone but unless i'm mistaken i think your husband is a is a pastor is he not yeah uh, he's on um he's one of the pastors on staff at our local church okay so. right so uh, so there's this you know ministry aspect of just even right where you live um that mm -hmm. the music is a part of but uh there's this whole other dimension to serving uh right where you live right now and right. Uh, and i'm just wondering um how how has ministry been uh, we i asked you before you know how how life is right now for you um but what's really kind of been different about sort of doing ministry in the time of, of COVID right now? Yeah, um, our church specifically, you know, the good thing about Texas is that it's it's not too cold quite yet. Um, so we've been meeting outside, socially distanced, with masks on since, I, I want to say, July, um, and maybe August. Which actually t says a lot about our people that some people were willing to sit outside in August yeah. in Texas because that that's tough. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> um, but I feel really uh, blessed by that because I, I know a lot of friends in other parts of the country, you know, still are online and virtual with their church, and I think it's just put a deep appreciation in a lot of us for the actual in you know, incarnational, almost like meeting together when we're in, in the body, literally uh, in person and being able to take communion together and sing together. Um, so in terms of our church, I've been really grateful that we've gotten to do that. And I feel like a lot of people haven't. And so I, I feel um, just privileged to be able to do that. And mm. it's been encouraging. And of course, it's not ideal. Like we're still missing a lot of our things that we would normally do, especially like for kids and things like that. So mm -hmm. um, we're still longing for the day where we're really singing together and in person and, you know, uh, can can be inside and all of that. So um, on one hand, that's going on. But I do I feel like our church has done a good job of of sort of flexing and, and being a part of this anyway. And, um, like our Bible study, women's Bible study is a thing that I'm pretty involved in at our church. I just find like I need, that's maybe one of the biggest ways I've grown over the years yeah. is just being a part of a Bible study with the local church. And so we're meeting, you know, outside in my backyard, uh, sitting far apart and that's how we're doing it. And it's only rained on us once. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, praise God. And so yeah. we're continuing to do as much as we can, um, but there is something about it that has been uh, just difficult in that, yeah. you know, some people are like, oh, maybe I don't need to go to, you know, as a whole, I feel like some people are, that have gone to church just out of, you know, habit are like, hey, maybe I, I don't need this, you know, mm -hmm. and it's it's sad and it's hard, but it's also kind of a a time of pruning and realizing like, Oh, why is church important again? Yeah. And and remembering that and having to have the conversations with my kids, which are my, you know, main ministry really outside of music is the three kids in my yeah, house. Um, sure. Just even recently just talking to them about why is church important? And I, I feel like I really want to think through that and talk to them about it more because it's hard for them to see why it's important when you know, their friends are just chilling at home and skip it while their parents watch online or, you know, or they come and they don't even have Sunday school right now. So like, why are they here? Well, you know, why do we have to go? Yeah. Um, but I, I know it's important. And anyway, so there's, there's lots of challenges right now. I think too, like we've been talking a ton about unity in our Bible study because we're studying Philippians. Um, we picked it before all of this stuff went down, but that's a huge theme. And then we're talking about biblical justice and things like that 
as a sermon series. But I think there's so much disagreement and so yeah. many people um, getting angry over certain convictions. And it's just hard to have wisdom about what is absolute truth, what's conviction. Um, my pastor kind of like gives these categories, absolute truth, conviction, opinion, preference. Mm-hmm. Like where do all these things land and how do we work out our faith? And hold fast to the word of life and be unified when there's so many voices coming at us saying, this is right and this is right and this is right. And it's easy for Christians, even in the same church, to have a curated uh, group of voices that are totally different from each other, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. so my thought is like, oh, man, we just really need to hold fast to God's word and filter everything through that because that's what's going to unify us right now, you know, mm-hmm. not uh, making sure our people are listening to all the same podcasts, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I have a lot of thoughts on that, but it's it's kind of I'm feeling it out just like everybody else and um, just want to be part of our local body. Thankful we get to meet um, even though it's socially distanced and outside for yeah. now. I think we're going to try to move inside in a couple weeks, but there's going to be a lot of protocols yeah yeah it's it's tricky for sure we've we've been meeting inside again for a while at our church and uh it's it's hard you know the to meet together put on your mask make sure you're six feet apart what do what do we do when we're singing because we know that that spreads it you know even worse than, than talking does and there's just so many different things, but but thank you for sharing. It, it it's been amazing to me um, with so many guests I've had on this show, um, and and really kind of refreshing in some ways too to see the new and innovative things people are trying and and finding how necessary church has actually been in this time to a lot of people. And and as you said, a lot of people haven't come back, but I think for some, um, maybe people have needed it all the more (laughs) in this time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I'm very glad. Well, you know, we've we've talked about um, several different things tonight in in the show, and we didn't even get to talk about uh, some things which are very exciting. So I'm, I'm going to check off a couple things that I think are very <laughs> cool. Okay, okay. real quick. Uh, sure. And you can comment on it if you like. Uh, but the album was produced by Isaac Wardell, who has produced for Josh Garrels and Sandra McCracken, which, which by the way, I love Sandra McCracken too. She's been on this show. And, and uh, I, I think you two are, are kindred spirits when it comes to songwriting and singing, for sure. You both are, are uh, just amazing. Um, but then on this album... Um, the, the the featured gospel trio and to to have a fourteen piece string orchestra, you know, all yeah. these things, really cool stuff. And and I had a question because I know this album is released uh, with integrity. Am I correct on that? Yeah, there, there. I'm not on the label. There's difference between like you know being on the label okay. as a label artist, but they're distributing it for me. Um, okay, so great. they're my distribution partner. Terrific. All right. Well, and that's that's kind of what I wanted to ask because we've talked about all these really, you know, cool things and different things about life and about ministry. Mm-hmm. And our listeners are getting to hear some of the new music on the show today. Um, but you've talked about being a mother. You've talked about being a songwriter. We've talked some about the new album and working with great producers and and what a cool thing to to work with an orchestra and and be able to have that i mean that's a that's an awesome thing i really love for that sure for you so here's kind of what's going to i think be my closing question unless we come up with something else to think about <laughs> but for you um in light of all these things we've talked about and uh, i i wonder for you what does it mean to be a success mm, that's a yeah, that's a big question. I feel like I've wrestled through that. Um, for me, I think that what centers me is that in God's kingdom, success is really different than how it's defined just in right. In general, it's defined as how profitable you are mm-hmm. or maybe the size of your platform. Um or, you know, how many plays you get or numbers, anything mm-hmm. you can measure. That's what people think of as success. And I think it's tempting to try to measure. Um, but I do think that in God's kingdom, it's not a as much of a measurable thing. It's more of stewarding rather than 
you know, promoting yourself. And mm-hmm. it's more of um, realizing that, and Nick is really, my husband is really good for me in this, realizing that, you know, a, a pastor of like a small town church that has 250 people coming or 100 people coming or 50 people coming every Sunday and it doesn't, you know, he's preaching the gospel, he's being faithful to those people, and it, but it's small. Is that any less successful mm-hmm. than a pastor of a big mega church or whatever yeah. you want to say. And I would say definitely not. <laughs> Maybe he's more successful in the kingdom, yeah. you know, because God doesn't measure by numbers. He measures by faithfulness and he mm-hmm. measures by, um, you know, for me, just what I want is to be a vehicle and to tell the story as excellently as I can. But there's a line in a, song in an old hymn that says, you know, may they forget the channel seeing only him. And that's mm-hmm. sort of a, um, a little bit of a, my mission statement, yeah. just like that. I want to steward things and I want to write this story and I don't need to sing it and I need to be the vehicle, but I don't, you know, at least for my little plot of land, but I don't um, need to pull out any kind of measuring stick other than how God, looks at success. Yeah. And so, you know, we all have to push back on that. Um, so to me, success just in practical terms is that I could keep doing it and that I can do it in a sustaining way that benefits my family and blesses other people. And, you know, you know, so I'm, I'm always um, wrestling through how to keep moving forward with music because it's mm-hmm. definitely not the easiest thing to be an independent musician, but I, I feel for now in this season called to keep moving forward and keep telling the story and just trying to be faithful and leaving the rest of it up to the Lord. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a great answer. Thank you for sharing that tonight. And I was thinking about, um, you know, one of my heroes is Fred Rogers and I, I hope I host this other podcast. That's like a, it's a Mr. Rogers podcast, like a tribute show. Cool. And, and I have this Twitter account that I just do Fred Rogers quotes on uh, all the time nice. because I find him so inspiring. And he talks about, um, some of the most successful people and I'm going to butcher his quote for sure, but it, mm-hmm. but it reminds me a bit of you. So I'm going to share it tonight and, and just what you've talked about with success. And he says the thing about, uh, the people that he's found that have been successful in life is that they are people who love what they do and they just love it in front of you, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, and I've, I've probably not gotten the quote exactly correct, but I feel like in many ways what you're doing, it's very obvious that, that you love it and uh that that god has given you a love and that his love is is shining through it whether it be the music that you write and perform and put on albums but um you you know you can tell that there's a real love coming through as you talk about uh, being a part of bible studies or being a mother and and just different parts Mm -hmm. of your life and uh you're you're loving well and you're doing it in front of others and i think that's the best way to teach other people about it too and that does make you uh a success and so i really like the answers that you've given us in so many ways tonight so um well this is this has been fun to to kind of get to pick your brain a bit this evening and and it's been great to be able to hear the album uh over the last week or so that i've had it available to me and uh, so i'm proud of you and and what you're accomplishing with your music and and the good thing that's that you are doing and uh, it's been fun to be able to to sit and and chat with you tonight um i wonder if if quickly before we go and before we play the closing song which is hallelujah christ is born would you mind telling uh the listeners here this evening uh the best way that they can find out more about you online whether it be social media or website or the the way that you most prefer they get in contact with you yeah um i think you know social media is always great i try to i'm on instagram probably the most and then facebook and twitter a little bit as well and but i think with all the algorithms sometimes you miss things so mm-hmm. um if folks wanted to stay up to date email is great also so i've got a little email list and i'll send out things um you know probably once a month but never want to spam people just like to connect <laughs> <laughs> just sure. want to connect Sure, and and the your your website again for the listeners is uh, if you could yes. say it for us. 
Sure, it's carolinecobb.com. Carolinecobb.com. Easy mm-hmm. enough. All right, yeah. great. And I'll make sure and put links to all these on uh, on my website at voicesinmyheadpodcast.com. So you can, if you just want to go there too, you can click, and I'll make sure and have not just the link to her website, but we'll have links to um, social media and to music and places where you can hear it and, and buy the new album and stream it. Um, so we'll make sure that all of that information is available for sure. Well, this has been a real privilege. So thank you again for taking some time to to chat this evening. And as I say to my guests each week, uh, Caroline Cobb, thank you for being one of the voices in my head this week. Thanks, Rick. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It is it is truly a pleasure. Well, let's close the show today with the song by my guest today, Caroline Cobb, from her new album, A Seed, A Sunrise. And the song is called Hallelujah, Christ is Born.
you for joining me here this week on Voices in My Head. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleejames.com where you can find out more about me, get my music on vinyl and CD, follow my blog, and even schedule me for a concert or a speaking engagement. Better yet, even a book signing in your neighborhood. You can find all that and more at rickleejames.com. Also, it would mean a great deal to me if you could write a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast will be online. And now, for the benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. God bless you, and thank you for listening to Voices in My Head.